0: Welcome to Femboldened, a podcast where inspiration meets aligned action, where science meets spirit, and where you've landed to enliven the bold within you. I'm your host, Angelica Pascone, multidimensional healer and empowerment coach, specializing in helping heart-centered, high achievers like you to shatter their personal and professional self-built glass ceilings. Get ready to awaken to your truest potential as we dive deep into the emboldened stories, wisdom, and medicine of our fellow impact-driven visionaries to energize you into living your bold. The only question is, are you ready? Let's get started. Them Bolden. Hello, and welcome, Femboldeners, to another awesome episode. I'm saying that before it's even being recorded, because I just know it's going to be magical, as they always are. I'm here with Barry Nicolau. The inspiration Barry absorbed one fateful day at a cemetery led him to write and publish a number one bestseller book on Amazon, 11 Master Secrets to Business Success and Personal Fulfillment, outlining the 11 areas that intersect economic freedom with personal fulfillment. I'd like to know more about that. His craft is deconstructing the layers beneath cognitive fear, indecision, subconscious paradigms, inherited thinking, habitual thinking, and their intimate relationship to real world expectations and experiences. His gratitude leadership presentations geared for corporations and mental health programs assist businesses, take on a holistic look at their culture as an energy that feeds straight to the bottom line. Barry, welcome to Fimbolden. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you woke up at the, what we call in the US, the crackass of dawn. <laughs> welcome to Fimbolden. How are you today? Who are you today? And what's like going on in your world today? Uh,
1: how long do you have?
0: <laughs> we have however long it takes.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for that introduction. It means so much to, to hear it in that way, um, you know occasionally when you hear what you've been through and what you, where you are today i don't know if anyone listening you've actually done a lot and you've been through a lot um but yeah it's incredible thank you so much for the introduction angelica it's beautiful um it's it's uh it's it's pretty surreal um, life takes us into some interesting paths occasionally uh, there's been some big lessons for me huge lessons one of them is trying to surrender to the moment rather than thinking that we have to control everything. Um, and the better you are at surrendering, I think the better life is at stepping in and showing you the next right move. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost becomes uh, counterintuitive to a lot of people because we feel like we have to control things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty cool, uh, kind of living divine to do their work and, and in essence, stepping out of our own way And just and just be done, you know. I think Wayne Dyer keeps talking. He keep kept speaking about this, you know. Just let let life do you, you know, and then shape you and mold you into who you need to become. So it's pretty cool, you know. The book, as you mentioned, has been doing well. Um, That's translated into an online course for the book, uh, which is doing really well. And then uh, COVID hit, as we all know, and um, corporate wellbeing space and wellness space. It's pretty cool. Like there's spiritual principles now being applied into a corporate space, so it's um it's pretty um it's it's wild because because spiritual principles like say gratitude and joy and understanding um, wasn't really part of the corporate agenda, um, but now we're finding that um, corporates are finally realizing that they're people that are working for them, not just robots and. People need to be on a certain energetic level to perform at their best. And it's pretty cool to be able to instill those um, those traits that I hold so dear and I'm so passionate about into a corporate level. It's pretty cool. Lots of good things going on.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah. all of that. And thank you for doing everything that you're doing. You know, thank we, you. we yeah, of course, we were talking right before we hit that record button all about parenting and how beautiful it mm-hmm. is and how challenging it can be. But I think mm-hmm. that's been my biggest, biggest lesson in surrender as much as my practice yeah. was before I had a child was, you know what, sometimes crap hits the fan and you just got to roll with it. right? Do. So
1: do and crap hits the nappy as well. Crap hits everything. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah. <time.
0: laughs> it's everywhere all the time. It is. Um, and, cool. and, and it, you know what, it's, it, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I had this, and uh, I guess, inspiration mm-hmm. about this time last year, um, mm-hmm. to utilize my gifts. And, and, uh, as far as my gifts go, you know, I'm, I'm very much science minded as, as mm-hmm. a medical professional, but also very spiritual minded as a medium mm-hmm. as well, which mm-hmm. has been interesting mm-hmm. to be in both worlds at once. Um, but I've been able to meld the two in order to bring forth the emotional intelligence required of the thought leaders in the world. And here mm-hmm. you are doing very much the same thing. <laughs> and I had this this intuitive nudge again last time at this time last year in regards to almost very much how you see it is the, the energy within the culture of, mm. of a corporation. And I'm seeing especially now i want to say over the last five ten years and maybe that's just because i've grown up and i've matured mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i've been seeing these companies with these huge missions that really can impact the world and bring forth that new world that we're all desiring for and, and striving mm-hmm. for yeah. but what ends up happening is individuals in in the leadership positions end up bringing their crap to work right and it trickles down instead of seeing and again if if I, I like how you phrase it instead mm. of seeing the culture as an energy can mm. really mm. I, i'm wondering like how how many corporations are are losing their opportunity for impact mm. because they're not seeing things this way or because there's this trickle-down effect within mind spaces of the leaders and and mm. going going forth um so i just wanted to share that and and any insights that you have in regards mm. to that as well
1: it's, it's so true. And I think um, what we're finding is that there's this archaic uh, mindset when it comes to business, uh, tying it directly to profit mm. and profit at all costs. And sometimes what that does is there's this turnover of staff that tends to happen if the manager's um, will is not executed the way that they think it should be done. But it's interesting, like what what I've done in the research that I've done, especially into subconscious thought and melding the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere of the brain together to work in tandem rather than business is mostly left. It's mostly logical and data focused. Um, But what I've managed to do and, and, you know, everyone's different, but I've managed to um, uh, research the science behind creative visualization, behind subconscious thought and look at the major um, attributes uh, that are the core pillars behind spiritual understanding and living a holistic life and, and merging those two together. And I think that's the aim because I believe that, see, we look at money as the currency, right? Money is the form which we we exchange goods, right? Goods and services. Um, but I think money is going to take a bit of a side, um, a side go to um, energy. I think energy is the true currency because energy, if the, if your people are um, at the level where they're giving their best selves, they're giving their highest energy in their jobs or in their careers or at their businesses, then you start to want to be part of that person's world because you just feel good when you're around them. Or if you have a colleague and you have a business transaction or whatever it is, and they're giving the best of themselves and you can feel that and you therefore do the same. You give the best of yourself and all of a sudden you become this vibrational match that's both rising. Um, You end up um, being in a space where you love who you are, you love what you're doing, and you love who you're doing it with and everyone rises and and that's the new model of business going forward the old model which is kind of um the way things were done is as i said before just just looking at people as um a resource to churn through and if they don't align with the company culture be it a toxic one even then then it's obviously there's the door so so for me it's um if you're looking for a job or if you are deciding to embark on your own skill set to ma- to monetize that, um, it's very important that you stay true to who you are. Um, and if you're looking for a job, try and look for a leader or a manager that aligns with this type of thinking, because then you have, you'll you be at a position where you can, you can give your best. Um, and isn't that what employers truly want anyway? They want people to come up with their A game, like to give their best. So, so the, the best thing that um, I have done is to be able to offer, we've got a present, just to give you an example, mm-hmm. we've got a presentation that I lead with called Gratitude Leadership. And it's all about understanding the science behind gratitude, not just the feeling of it. And to then to look at you know the great spiritual masters of the last two and a half thousand years, and to look at the science of what gratitude means, say in a clinical study and what it does mm-hmm. as well. And then you're speaking to the individual, but you're speaking to their spiritual side, but you're also speaking to their common sense side as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that for me is a one hour presentation that I, that I, that I offer that, that is almost a lead in. It's a segue to the services that I offer. And it's interesting. Sometimes I get callbacks and sometimes I don't. And if I don't get the callback, I know that I'm not aligned with that particular company culture mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like I've, res- I'm not, I'm not chasing every every lead down. And when you're down this path, you don't need to, because you have this trust based energy that the right people, friends, family work, the right people enter your life, and the right people exit your life. And it's really important to note that because exiting people, it's okay that they exit. So you are becoming a specific person as you're growing, as you're getting older, you you think differently and you're more in line with who you are. And then you're okay taking some pieces off the chessboard because you need to fill those gaps with aligned pieces you can't have just any pieces on. So your friendship circle gets smaller, the books that you read get more intense, the companies that you work with become very aligned and understanding of where you're coming from. And you become to you come to influence your world in such a beautiful way. And you go to night, you go to sleep at night feeling really good because you feel aligned with who you are as a person and no amount of money I'm letting you know no amount because I know some rich people that are just so unhappy no amount of money takes the place of being fulfilled as a human being and it's really cool to to try and live in that way because it's a it's like a god intended purpose that you're staying true to and then god is saying well okay here's the green lights green light green light green light green light and you see a few red lights and for me, um, I've become very attuned to going where the green lights are. And and every time I've done that, it has led me to a new epiphany, a new realization, and sometimes a new client. So it's pretty cool to live in that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's magical. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, thank you for sharing all that.
1: No problem, no problem.
0: It's amazing. Um, I'm curious to know, mm. this hasn't been the way you've always thought and the way you've where always lived uh, so who was Barry let's say 10 years ago uh, Barry and, ten <laughs> and how did he get to where he is now what i guess what were the those pivotal moments and if you can hmm. w- what kind of emotional charge were within those pivotal moments mm-hmm. that's a really care? good
1: that's a really good question um and looking back now, you, you uh, there's been so many down times. So 10 years ago, um, I was in the shoe industry selling shoes to retailers, so like wholesale, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I used to travel around and I had great money coming in and it was all good. You know, I used to have enough to, you know, we can have some play money and we can whatever. But there was a sense of me that um, I was feeling stale, and there was a sense inside of me that was feeling unfulfilled um, and I didn't quite understand what that meant because at the time I thought that money equaled fulfillment. And I've since discovered, especially since writing the book in 2015, that that money is part of the fulfillment process, but it's not all of it. Um, and um, as I was driving one fateful day to a, to a customer and I think this is when it all changed for me. I was driving to a customer appointment and I got a phone call in the car and the phone call was like, Oh Barry, I'm running late. Can you delay my appointment an hour? And I'm like, no problem. I can do that. And, um, as I was driving down the road, um, to his place, I, the best thing to describe what happened next was (laughs) my car steered itself. It felt like it steered itself um, into this beautifully appointed cemetery. And, um, I don't know anyone that's buried there. I've got no connection to this place. It was just, it's not far from my home. And I thought I'm gonna more or less kill the hour there. Um, So I drive down these beautiful, big, wide open roads down the cemetery and um, Mm. canopy of trees, blue sky day. It was just a beautiful, beautiful time of day. You know, the sun was setting, the maple trees, the leaves were falling. And it was just like a picture. It was a postcard, this place, right? And I got out of my car and I started walking amongst these gravestones, right? And just more or less to kill the hour. And I started doing the maths in between the years, Um, you know, and then you start realizing that people were not in their 80s and 90s when they passed away. There was 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds that had probably died before their time. Um, and, and a certain clarity, a certain um, sense of vulnerability, a certain sense of surrender came over me as I leant against my car and just took in what this place actually meant. Um, combine that with the sense that I was feeling this deep unfulfillment with my role. So I, I had this sense of um, uh, is this all there is? Is this what I'm doing now? Is this all there is? And then I'm going to be in one of these stones. And at that moment, um, in that total place of surrender, (laughs) I used to get funny talking about this because um, I didn't want to be judged, but now I don't really care about that. I I felt three words bombard me um, on a level that I still can't understand. And it scared me. It actually scared the hell out of me um, because I've never experienced communication like that before. Mm. And those three words were live your life. And I thought, well, okay, I've heard you and I am kind of living my life. What on earth are you talking about? You know, if you want to give me something, give me the lottery numbers. <laughs> give me something so I can really live my life. Right, right. <laughs> and, then, um, and then what happened after that was um, I dismissed it. I didn't pay any attention to it. I just thought this is too crazy. I'm going to go to my appointment, go home and, and enjoy my night. And then I wake up at 3 a.m., Uh, in a cold sweat. And the word your was highlighted in my mind, like live your life. Don't live a life based on what someone else believes or what society believes you should be doing. Live a life that's true to you. That'll lead to no regret. Um, And then I thought, what do I wanna do? And I just started writing the things that inspired me. The thing, the people, I I started to research people that have come from ultimate hardship and have had ultimate success in the same lifetime. And you think to yourself, how did they do it? And what was their mindset and what did they do? What was it spiritual based practices? Was it, was it an understanding of some sort of higher laws that I wasn't aware of? And, and um, that turned into a year long affair of 6 a.m. mornings and writing, writing, writing. And then um, at the end of a year, I had this thing that looked like a manuscript, but, I I know no one in the publishing industry. I know no authors. How on earth was I even going to consider getting this done? And this is how the universe works when you're in alignment. I get a random Facebook message the next day, like a random Facebook advert, right? Mm
0: -hmm. And it
1: was, we publish books. If you have a manuscript, we'd love to hear from you. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, that's random, like how on earth? Because no one knew about the book apart from me and my wife. Like mm-hmm. I told no one I was mm-hmm. doing this, right? I get in touch with John. We put a campaign on Amazon. We hit number one in six countries and 19 categories, mm-hmm. and the rest is history. And, and, and I guess I guess what I'm getting to with that story is that um, life will sometimes whisper, like, like it'll, it'll whisper to you to take a certain path. Um, it won't shout to the masses, it'll whisper to you because you've got a certain purpose-based path that is aligned with who you are, that God has intended for you to live, right? This is, he has put in, he has said to you, you can do whatever you want on on earth, but this is the way that I have for you, you can follow it or you can dismiss it. Mm -hmm. And some of us say, I don't care about that. I'm going to do what I want. I want to control everything and I want to make lots and lots of money. That's one way, right? The other way is I'm going to listen to see where this goes. And money could be part of that as well, right? But it, this feels like it's aligned with my soul-based purpose. So I'm not just working for money, I'm working for something that brings the truest of me out into the world. And I don't know about anyone listening, but that's that's the path that I think is more aligned with humanity. Right, so I listened to it, and and as I said, and then COVID hit, and then we've we I've kind of segued into corporations, um, and I there's been such amazing things happen. I got mentioned in the Oprah magazine a year and, wow. and a half ago on a law of attraction story that just blew me out of the water, and I had to share it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It's so cool. Like you start being open to experiences that are tailored for you and you start treading softly on the earth, you start to realize that um, if they're all tailored based love lessons that we're all going through, then we're all walking on sacred ground. Mm. All of us, 8 billion of us are walking on sacred ground. Some of us don't see it that way, but. It, it truly, truly is like every challenge you're facing, every scenario that hurts you, every joy-based feeling is all about getting you to understand a deeper level of love. And that is the base emotion that God has given us. Everything above that man has added, but the, the concrete underneath the house is love right? We can build whatever framework we want on that. Sometimes we build the crooked house, because we've had such painful experiences or our ego gets involved. And, and we tend to feel that we're justified being right. And we want to show them that we're right. And we really want to do that. Um, And now when you go down this path, you don't have to justify that you're right, you just live a truth based existence. If someone comes to me and says two and two is five, I'll agree with them. Mm-hmm. I I don't have the energy to spend. Can taking out the calculator? I don't want to spend my energy that way. I'll send yeah. them a silent blessing and move on, and and I think that's what you've got to do. You can't sit there and pick every battle, thinking that you've got to show them that you are right. I'm letting you know: it, a, it doesn't work. B, you're going to be wasting your life. Mm-hmm. And and see, I think you're going to get to a situation where you're not going to inspire the people that need to be inspired by you following your life purpose, your bliss, your joy based existence. So it's pretty cool if you if you have the courage to say yes to that whisper, it ends up being a tailored journey and you can't help but say thank you every day, like you wake up from your bed and the first words out of your mouth, is thank you, thank you, thank you Mm -hmm. for this experience. Mm -hmm. Mm. So yeah, I don't know if that answers any of your questions. But, and that answers um, a
0: whole bunch of questions, and then it brings <laughs> me with so many more questions. <laughs> you know, and, and it's—I've uh, been in mom mode for you know mm. two years now at this point. So it's—it's mm. it's yeah. invoking who I used to be, which is yeah. so so great, and getting full-blown chills as you're speaking. And it's just a beautiful mm. reminder of what I'm, what I'm now. My whisper of what I what I should be calling back in, right? Um, so, you know, looking back for me, I, I'm, as you're, as you're recollecting your experience, I'm recollecting my experience in the journey of surrender and really just opening up to, uh, Mm. what life has to offer rather than, Mm. uh, surviving, right. Thriving instead of surviving, if you will. Mm. Mm. And it was Mm. as simple as listening to intuition on how to get someplace, Versus Mm -hmm. a GPS or the logical way to get there and missing, you know, avoiding traffic accidents or accidents myself or finding the book I was actually looking for right away, Mm -hmm. um, to leaving my job in medicine, to actually stopping doing business the way I was taught to do. Mm -hmm. And Kind of committing business suicide by leaving social media because you know what it just wasn't aligned with me, and mm-hmm. trust it. That's been my biggest thing right now is just trusting that things will happen when they're meant to happen. And if I have, I'm I'm not here to like you said waste my energy on something mm-hmm. that doesn't feel good for me. Mm, mm, and mm. if it's meant to grow it's meant to grow and if it doesn't it doesn't so no, like, it's well
1: I'll board. tell you what's meant to grow it's I think it's you and it's me and it's people that are making these aligned decisions mm-hmm. and you come to a realization Angelica that you um the opinion that matters most about you is you like uh, social media the psychology behind it is just fear driven. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about how do you keep engaged for as long as possible, right? Yeah. Barry's on LinkedIn, Barry's on Instagram, Barry's on Facebook, or whatever it is, and how do we keep Barry engaged on our platform for long enough that we might be able to sell him an advert? And Barry clicks through to the advert. By the way, it worked once for me when I when I um when I got my book published. So God works His way through everything.
0: Yes. Yes. You know,
1: even 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 the poor even the poor decisions. So <laughs> he's like I'll get to him. Uh what is Barry up to? Okay, I'll use Facebook this time. Yeah. And and, and I saw it. It. <laughs> Yeah, and Still that was like, 7 it. years ago. So I was more I was more media uh, social media intense, but now I've got someone to handle that for me. So it's so you get to a point where um your growth is the most important thing and and cutting off certain people or certain things or certain circumstances to enable that growth becomes a new priority yeah. and when that happens as i said previously that the, the right people exit the right situations also exit and the right people enter for you to become who you are meant to become and then the right people the circumstances the situations that are aligned with the new you they are attracted to come into your experience because uh, what do they say? They say that nature abhors a vacuum. Like there's almost like you make space for something, it will get filled by something else. Mm-hmm. But it will get filled with whatever your truest held beliefs are about you and your life. So you will attract. That's this is what the basis of the law of attraction is: is that you will attract who you are as a person.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Continually, rather than attract a car or a house, and I think there's a lot of material stuff that. The law of attraction is selling to be able to get people to know that that they can attract from subconscious thought. Um, But but really what it is, is you will attract the core basis of your giving nature. So if you're a giving person without expectation of a return favor, that's that's the key. And if you wanna know if there's a secret, a real secret to life, one of them is that if you can give without expectation of return, you will have more than you can ever wish for.
0: Yeah.
1: You got it, but you got it. You can't just sit there and go, Well, I'm helping Barry and I want Barry to help me back. So there's this agenda focused assistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what man and there's been success that way. Don't get me wrong. Like uh, people go, Well, I'll help you, you help me, and let's both rise. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Um, but I found the higher law. I mean that's human law. So that's ordinary human awareness. Mm-hmm. Higher human awareness is getting to a level where you're giving because you want to give of yourself, and you don't really tie that to a a a something like a like an external.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: doing it because someone's helping me. No, 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 no. You do it because it's the right thing to do, and it's who you are.
0: Yeah, and I'd add, I'd add, I'd add to really like em- emphasizing what you said is really mm. giving to give. Because then you enter the people-pleasing factor too. It's not just, you know, it's really just to give and and not to give in order to have the external validation Mm, from somebody mm, else either. mm, mm. No,
1: absolutely true, 100%. So it's exciting going down this road. I'll be honest with you, it's sometimes scary as well because you you have to trust um, an energy, a, a source of God that you hope has your best intentions at play. Um, and I've got this new book coming out, um, in November and we touch on, I touch on this as well, um, which is, uh, you have to move through life. Well, you don't have to, but you can choose to move through life, um, um, and, and know that every experience that enters your world is there to teach you something, Mm -hmm. or you can see those experiences as painful, um, ego focused, harmful. Um, um What am I trying to say? So kind of like, uh, almost like attacking who you are, mm-hmm. and then feeling that you're justified in your anger and your resentment. And you sit there and get yourself into knots, and tie yourself into all these strange shapes, because you're trying to um, uh, get angry at life, because life has dealt you a bad hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can stay in that mode sometimes for years. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen people that are angry with something that happened 10 years ago that they're justifying and carrying on today and um i'll just say to those people let me know how that's going for you <laughs> because it's uh it's not a nice space let me know what your friendships are like let me know what your scenarios are like let me know what your situations are like let me know how much you love yourself and i'm letting you know like the the whole this whole based existence is about exercises in letting go and and seeing where the next right move comes from for your tailored growth, and yeah, working towards something as well. Absolutely, you can't just be sitting at home waiting for God to manifest for you. You've got to be aligned. You've got to take action. You've got to move forward. But don't be don't hang up with with the times that that you get red lights. Don't don't let that be your hang ups. If you can, just think of them as orange lights. That you just gotta slow down a bit and green lights. Okay, now you can speed up. Mm-hmm. And and if you look at it like that, you end up, you end up going with this beautiful flow that life has in store for you. And you end up growing as an individual based on those experiences that come into your life to teach you what you need to know at this moment of your life. That you're at, you're at a um, you know, when we have kids, you know, you you talk to a five-year-old very different the way you, than you talk to a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. A five-year-old can can reason and comprehend, right? It's the same with God. God will say, "Okay, they're at this certain point of their evolution. Um, they understand this now. Now I can speak to them on that level, and I'm hoping that they can absorb, mm-hmm. right? And 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 that's where we're at. And having kids is the ultimate understanding of God's mind because mm-hmm. you understand what. He's going through with 8 billion of us and what we're going through with one or two. So let's get some perspective here as well. Like it's 8 billion people all at different journeys, all at different levels of understanding, all trying to make money or trying to make themselves successful in the eyes of the world. Mm -hmm. And and God's saying, yeah, you can do that, but if you want to get closer to me and a more love-based understanding listen to the whisper that I'm going to whisper to you now and and here's the thing sometimes the whisper is not loud sometimes it's just this little niggle in your in your subconscious that says go this way go this way go this way go this way and and at the cemetery it was a bloody loud whisper for me but uh to be honest it was there was whispers before that cemetery moment yeah. that I didn't yeah. listen to so, so it's kind of like hopefully he gets it now <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: I love to know. Mm. I've got so many other questions to you, but before mm-hmm. I have these questions, I want to know the science behind mm. subconscious left and right brain thinking, and I want to know everything <laughs> you want you you know so that I can learn from you too.
1: No, absolutely. So I'll I'll talk to you about a couple of things. So the first thing is I want to talk to you about Einstein. Before I get to um, the science,
0: yes, please.
1: So Einstein had the most famous quote in the world that no one knows about. Um, everyone knows him for his uh, scientific pursuits, um, theory of relativity, um, and to understand that that from learning the science you actually do become a great philosopher, and you start to experience these truth-based knowings as well because you're looking at the science. So Einstein postulated this question and uh, that all of us have to answer, and and you can't, you have to answer it in one word. You can't answer it with a sentence and justify what you're saying. you got to get to the nitty gritty of the one and one word answer. And he asked this question and he said, um, he said every human being on the planet must answer this question. It's whether they believe that they live in a friendly universe Mm -hmm. or whether they, they believe they live in a toxic universe. And, where I ask this question of the people that I assist, um, there's a very drawn-out answer. Like it ends up being, well, Barry, the world's a toxic place and here are the examples of that and the world's a friendly place and here are the examples of that. So I'm 50-50, I'm on the fence, right? And that's not the point of the question. The, the point of the question is you've got to answer me definitively with one word, friendly or toxic, Because that is what you truly believe. You could be sitting at 51% toxic. So your answer will then be toxic. If you're sitting at 51% friendly or 70% friendly, your answer will come back friendly. And the reason that Einstein asked this question is because you will experience a truth-based existence, a truth-based reality based on your answer. If you go to a dinner party and you have five people on your left and five people on your right and the five people on your left say, well, Barry, the world's a toxic place and let me tell you why. And they talk about COVID and they talk about the war in Russia and Ukraine and they talk about families breaking apart and they talk about kids dying with cancer and they talk about they just lost their job. And you you listen and you're absorbing and you're going, all of that's true. And then the people on the right They say, well, Barry, the world's a friendly place and let me tell you why. (laughs) And they talk about refugees being taken in and they talk about advancements in medicine and they talk about opportunities in business that they never thought that would happen to them and they talk about jobs that are now coming about and they talk about helping your neighbour down the road and all of a sudden you know that they can be in a situation where they can help you back and they talk about their kids and their moments that they have with their kids that they're learning and growing and they're so grateful to be a parent it feels so good thank you for the opportunity to be a parent and, and, and then you go, oh, wow, for you, the world's friendly. And they go, yeah. And then you realize something in the middle of the table. You're sitting looking left and right, and you realize that they're both correct. They are both right. And they're living experiences based on their perceptions of reality. So life is saying to them, okay, that's your standpoint. I have no bias on good and bad. I'm just going to give you more of what you believe is true. So the toxic people will continue to experience toxic uh, realities and the people that are friendly will continue to experience a friendly part of the world and they'll both go forth and they'll both die with their relative beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to answer that question privately. And by the way, we all answer it, sometimes subconsciously. So, so, so I think the first exercise that we've all got to do is you've got to be in a quiet space and ask what you truly believe the world to be. If you're toxic, try your best to see the friendly side of the world as well. Don't sit there in toxicity and say it's all bad because you're actually not being a fair-minded individual. You're not being clear-headed, right, because mm-hmm. there's good scenarios that are happening. You're just not talking about them. You're yeah. speaking through the keyhole of your pain And that's what you think the world is when we all know that's not true. And the friendly people are saying, well, yeah, I know toxic stuff exists. I just don't live there. I just don't live in that world. I am aware of it, but I don't let it absorb into my psyche where I make, where I think the world's horrible right mm-hmm. so so that's the scenario that Einstein came up with and i think it's really cool it's a really cool consideration mm-hmm. and you as i said answer that word toxic mm-hmm. or friendly and go inside you and answer it because that will be what you mean rather than what you say like what you feel inside the universe responds to what you mean mm-hmm. not what you say yeah and sometimes what we say and what we mean are here but what we need to do is actually align them so you say what you mean and you mean what you say and when you're that type of individual all of a sudden situations match because what comes out of your mouth is exactly what's inside Mm -hmm. rather than trying to put on a facade and a and a face right
0: yeah
1: so that's that's Einstein's question now the science is quite interesting So um, for this new book, I wanted to merge my left hemisphere with my right hemisphere and speak to the people out there as well that are science and mathematically based. Mm. So if you look at um, how thoughts become things, if you look at matter, so you look at like skin and bone and you look at your arm and your hand and and you're looking, you see, this is real. I can feel this as matter. It's real. And you take a microscope to matter. You get cells. You go down further still into the body, you get molecules. You go down further into molecules and you'll go, so what's inside molecules because I'm interested here? And you find atoms. You go down into atoms and you go, I want to go further still. We've got the technology now to do that, right? And you find that inside atoms is subatomic particles, and this is where it gets super interesting because you go, well, what's inside that? I want to know what's inside my body. I want to know where where I came from and where my source has come from and what sort of person am I here? What 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 divine being am I? And you go inside subatomic particles and you find these little things called quarks, Q-U-A-R-K-S. You can Google them, quarks. And if you observe a quark under an electron microscope, What you'll see is that the molecular structure of quarks change just through observation, just through looking at them, they will shift their dynamic and their structure. And you say, how the hell are they doing that? Like, how are they changing? And what's actually making them change? And the only answer, that the research that I've done, the only thing that influences quarks is thought, Thought influences quarks, which influences subatomic particles, atoms, molecules, cells, and then matter, what we experience in reality. So that's the science of how thoughts become things. If you have a thought that you believe is true, be it a healthy thought or an unhealthy thought, and you fertilize that thought with emotion, it ends up coming right up the food chain to reality, to what we experience with our five senses, right? And that's what's super interesting is that you can entertain anything. And the mind is like God has given us this amazing faculty. He said, you can manifest anything you want. You can manifest joy and you can manifest pain. You can do whatever you like. I'm not saying that it's always going to be good because you are the builder of your house. And if you're not experiencing a house that you want to live in, maybe you need to look inside and go, what have I done here? Have I been possibly sabotaging myself without knowing, right? And and the best analogy to consider here is, is if you're a gardener and you look at the soil, you know, and you're tilling the soil and you plant a rose bush and you go, this is going to grow beautiful and you plant a weed, right? The soil is not going to have any bias. It's not going to say, whoa, whoa, Barry, whoa, what are you doing? That's a weed. What, what, what are you, do you know what you're doing? It's not going to do that. Its role is expansion. It's got nutrients. It's got water. It's got sunlight. And its role is expansion. The mind works in exactly the same way. Whatever thoughts we plant, we will germinate and we will see as tangible realities. So it is the same way. So where the fairness concept in life comes in is a situation where people go, well, things have to be fair. Well, hang on. We've got a big influence into what we believe is fair as well. Like we're planting our own seeds here. Mm-hmm. Like we've got choice of thought, choice of reality, choice of belief, right? And we live in a world where we can get abundance of all of it. So, so hey, let's let's maybe not look at what life's doing to us. Let's maybe have a look at, is it possible that we've, as I said, self-sabotaged what we're up to? And um, if you can get that internal environment where you're planting more rose bushes, I'm not saying that bad things are not gonna happen because they sometimes do, but you will have more creative influence over your future, much more than what you think you have now. And that's the level you wanna get to, where you can just kind of let go and let God fertilize that soil for you. And then you just keep planting the seeds that you wanna experience. And those seeds should be gratitude, love, joy, understanding, um, getting to a level where you have deep appreciation for all of it, not just the good stuff, right? The pain as well, because you're alive and part of this is the pain. Part of it is frustration, part of it, but how long you stay in those areas, it's up to you. And what makes you feel good, just go off what makes you feel really good as a person. And it ends up really expanding your world because you see people that are making poor decisions and then you go, you know, I could really help them, but they've got to want the help. You can't just rock up to someone and say, hey, you know, you should be doing this. I find that unsolicited advice doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Someone's got to seek and find rather than, you know, everyone's coming with advice and wisdom and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The people that uh, are seeking, they will find. Like Christ was right when he said that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, like
1: so, it's kind of yeah, it's pretty cool to be living in that way.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you for sharing all that. It's I, okay. I, uh, I also, you know, am, am a big fan of the science behind all those things. And I remember reading. Mm-hmm. When I first went through my spiritual awakening, I read Dr. Amoto's book. I think it, the messages in yeah. water. Yes. Oh my goodness! Yeah. My husband looked yeah. at me like he, uh, I had four eyes, and he was really concerned about me when I because I was speaking to the water molecules in his body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but but it made you know it made so much sense to me on a on a science mm. level, and I was so excited that I was able to put, uh, you know, evidence behind. What I felt to be true anyways. Mm. So Mm. thank you for going through that again. Um, Mm. speaking of partners, Mm. I know in my marriage, there's Mm. been, I feel, you know, whenever we're uh, faced with an opportunity for growth, which is, which is Mm. what I call challenges, um, Mm. They seem to be mirrored tenfold back within our relationships, especially our mm. most intimate relationships. Mm. I'm curious to know what that journey has been like with your family, with your partner, mm. um, especially during these trying times. Mm.
1: So so um, Lana and I have been together for um, this September the 25th. We'll be married for 17 years. Which is pretty cool so we've been together for about 23 so we were married we were together for six years before um we were married um and it's been a hell of a journey like lana um i think being a mum sometimes changes you as well as a person yes. yeah i think um you be end, you end up being more routine more this is what keeps the family together focused mm-hmm. spirituality sometimes is a luxury for a lot of people because yeah. in the in the busyness of keeping everything going um um, it can be, but at the same time, at the very same time, um, spirituality ends up being a very um, um, foundational building block on the way to experience our routines and our our things that need to get done, sort of scenarios. So, Lana and I have definitely shifted in some respect in that in that way. Um, um when i was when we were first together i was very christian focused like it was all about jesus for me right and it still is for me um but lana introduced me to a lot of other um not religions but other spiritual principles that i at the time resisted Mm -hmm. because it wasn't in the bible
0: yeah
1: um and i've kind of thought about things a lot more in the last say 10 years seven to 10 years and i found higher truths that align with me and then what you find is that these higher truths permanate throughout a lot of the religions in the world it's not just through christianity Um, and it's actually interesting it forms a chapter in my new book um because i look at the four largest religions in the world it's just a quick segue here the four largest religions in the world so so buddhism Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, and you look at those religions and they account for 83% of the planet. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's crazy, like 83% of the planet are those four religions. And I looked at the literature, the texts of all those four religions, and we, what's interesting is that gratitude is in all of the literature. Mm-hmm. Like that's the common thread, right? So if you get four people, four Spiritual masters, you get a priest, and you get a and a rabbi, and an Islamic cleric, and a Buddhist monk, and they're all sitting around the table. What you can talk about that everyone unequivocally agrees on is gratitude, mm-hmm. right? So gratitude ends up being this platform of um, being able to build and being able to 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 um, to have a talking point to build a framework on. Um, so for anyone that is having conflict and you want to bring people together that you feel can, can actually meld and have influence, um, find the common ground. Find that. And then everyone will just nod their heads and say, yes, we agree with you with that, you know. So with, with our marriage, I think it works very, very similar. So we find we are different people to be completely open with you. Like we've, we've, in in some ways, we have separated our mindsets. We're not as close as we used to be in some respects. But then the kids and routine and the wanting for them to have a great life also is like our top priorities right. as, a, as as a couple. Yep. And yep. so we pour all of our love and attention between us, but it's also directed to how do these two girls that we've got how do they live a truth based existence mm-hmm. that is true to them that has gratitude as a core foundational pillar of a life that we want we would like for them to live. Mm-hmm. So with Grace, she's five years old. Um, we have a thank you Jesus moment every night. I sit down at her bed before I kiss her to sleep. And we look at the things. What are you grateful for? What do you want to say thank you to Jesus for? And you know, she mentions the house and the paintings on the wall and you know, like stuff that doesn't really matter. But it's cool because you start speaking about gratefulness, about appreciation. And as she becomes an adult, then I want gratitude to be a core, core fundamental pillar in the challenges that she'll face and and the joys that she'll face. So having these thank you moments at this age. I'm hoping we'll instill a program of her being thankful for things moving forward. And you agree with those things with your partner. But, yeah, you do. Sometimes and often this happens. One person ends up going down a certain path and the other person in the relationship doesn't follow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It It could be weight loss. You know, it could be one person gets super fit, and looks at what they're eating and looks at their sleep and looks at their exercise room. And the other person just goes, well, what do you need to do that for? Like, what do you think? You know, like you're 44 now, what are you going to, but the other person, no, I want to get fit. I want to get better. I want to, these kids are going to need me in 10 years time. I want to, I want to feel fit inside myself. It's, it's in, and you know, there's, then there's becomes this disparity of thought, this disparity of, um, communication. But I think if you're staying true to you, Um, either two things will happen either that person will come along for the ride because they love you so much or that person will say this is not for me eventually they'll say it's not for me the worst thing you can do is if you're shifting into an area that is truth-based for you and you ignore that to keep the other person happy Mm -hmm. I'm letting you know that's a short-term plan
0: yeah yeah.
1: It's yeah. it's 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 you're setting yourself up for 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 and and again this comes down to um it's a very stoic understanding, which is you're not here to make anyone else happy. In a relationship in particular, and this is quite different because relationships in society are built to, you know, you're making that other person happy. You're like you're together and you're meant to please each other. And it's true to a degree, but If you're not doing what lights you up as a person, aside from their relationship, if you're not doing that, I'm letting you know, and you're all about pleasing that other person, I'm letting you know, you won't be able to stand on your head enough ways to make them happy because they are relying on you to do that for them to be happy because they're not doing what makes them happy. So both people have to go away from their relationship, discover who they are, discover what makes them happy individually and then come together as a union in that state of I love who I am and because of that I love who you are and let's make this grow together rather than what do you want, what do you need, what do I have to do now, Um, kind of trying to keep that person happy. Happiness is an internal job. Like you cannot, no one can give it to you. I can't give it to anyone and I've tried mm-hmm. and I've understood that it's not, Angela, it's 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 not for me to give away. It's for you to find and it's for me to find. And if you're on that journey and this is what I guess the premise of this whole episode is about, if you're on a journey of self-discovery and you feel like you're aligned with your new decisions in who you are, then I don't know a power on earth that has the ability to say you shouldn't do that. And if they think that they do have that power, either two things, either you're going to listen to it and you're going to subjugate yourself to that authority, or you're going to say, I appreciate where you're coming from. I've got to do this. And uh, there's going to be consequences from that. Yeah, there might be. I, I can't live without doing this, without being this person, it, it, it's not true to me anymore. Like you're going to end up with a miserable person in this relationship if you force me to do this. And and you you, you make decisions based on how you feel. And uh, you know what, I'm not here advocating that everyone should split up or everyone should get back together. I'm just saying that there should be moments in your life that are pivotal to you as a person. As well as you in a relationship and as a mother and a father and a sibling. Mm.
0: So yeah. Hmm. More food you. for thought there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your vulnerability and your honesty. I, th- I think, you yeah. know, when when uh, a friend of mine has also been on the podcast, we she's mm. she's married and we, mm. we we share our celebrations, but we also share the hardships in marriage too. And it's like she's She's so cute. She says, next time I'm a matron of honor, I have promised myself that I'm going to stand up and say, this is fucking hard. And if it's not, you're not doing it right. <laughs> right? Yeah, it then, is. then there's a yeah. level of self. If it's easy, then there's there's probably some level of self abandon, because mm. as you were said earlier, we are designed to grow. Mm. And if we're not growing, then there is an aspect of ourselves, perhaps that we're ignoring in order to stay safe. If you will yeah
1: right and are you safe that's the question because exactly safety has two aspects you have physical safety and you have psychological safety
0: yes yeah so
1: tell me if you've got psychological safety by staying you know what i mean it's almost contradictory in a way because you don't you actually are subjugated to somebody else's will Mm -hmm. So, and I get it in a marriage, like being married for 17 years, it it kind of, you do do that occasionally. Like you do go, okay, what do you need from me now? Okay, what can I do next? Okay, well, because you realize that your partner also has a heavy weight on their shoulders. And they're also trying to work through stuff. Mm -hmm. And they just might not be at the level that you're at right now. So what are you going to do? Leave everyone because not at your... Li- no, but you you you've got to also walk that tightrope where you're true to you at the same time as you want to make this union work. Mm-hmm. So how do you walk that tightrope? Um, sometimes people fall off and you know what? They fall off and that's okay. And, and some people stay on. And I've seen marriages that have been together 40 years that are miserable. And I've seen marriages that have stayed together for 40 years that are blissful. So how do you... How do you know what's going to be right for you? I just know that you've got to find that place inside of you where you're living a life based on your own values and morals and understandings of who you are. And that, uh, that other person has to do the same. Mm-hmm. And together you come together as a union. Yes. Um but yeah. That's just my view anyway. It's not, it's not, it's not an ironclad. It's just, that's what it. I've found to be true for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, I mean, again, marriage is hard. Recently uh, my husband and I have gone into couples coaching rather than coming okay, cool. together. And I yeah. promised him this time because I recognized in myself that I have moments of, um, you know, full alignment to myself. This is who mm-hmm. I am take it or leave it. And then I have all, you know, then I'll reverse and what is it that you need? And, and, and in a higher level, really not just like, like, do you need another glass of milk? I'm talking like big, big picture. Like, Oh, you need me to go to back to work. Okay. I'll go back to that sort of, that sort of scenario. Um, Mm -hmm. And I recognized that I was responsible for, for causing that whiplash. In mm-hmm. our marriage, of this is who I am. Wait, never mind. I'll do this for you. And um, mm-hmm. so we went into this coaching and and we had to write um, I don't know if you would call them vows or or uh, mm-hmm. declaration. It was, and mm-hmm. I my declaration was, I I promise you that I will stay true to myself throughout this experience because it's not fair to you, it's not fair to me to bring about anybody else. Mm. throughout this, this coaching experience and um, Mm. staying true to that, even though there's been sticky parts has been Mm. so phenomenal um, and and really bringing forth a a huge, a huge transformation for us as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is, you know, also uh, kind of segueing a bit here, but also on, Mm. on subject um, as far as I promise this, this is related I had this epiphany yesterday while I was, um, in the bathroom, of course, I have the most epiphanies there. And I realized I was kind of getting down on myself for trying so many different ways of eating throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually, I heard there's no one right way to eat during your life. Just like you base your clothes off of the weather that's outside. Mm, you're going to base mm. what you're eating off of your current scenario, current situation. Cause I, you know, I ate differently during my pregnancy. I'm eating differently now, you know, mm-hmm. during, for certain girls and for st- certain situations. And mm-hmm. it, I feel like it's the same thing in marriage, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to base your actions as long as again, rela- aligned um, yeah. on the current situation. Right. It's not always going to be this is my way, her, the highway, because then you're not going to have a successful marriage Mm -hmm. relationship, even like business relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, but you can't always say, yeah, okay, I see your point every single time. Let's do it your way. There's there's Mm -hmm. a well, let's see the scenario. Let's come together. And I always like to see whatever challenge that's facing us as I like to see it as a little ball. In front of us, rather than something that has to do with either one of us, it's just something mm. that's come to the table mm. Um, mm. that we're both seeing and that we're both experiencing from different perspectives, and we get to share those perspectives and come together to know how to manage the ball. That was kind yeah. of long, long and drawn out, I know, but um, I love it. I, I love it. Hear that? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think. Um, I think the other thing that uh, I think that ball is a really good um, analogy because you're not really assigning blame. What you're doing is you're saying, how do, how do we? How do we handle this little ball right as a couple mm-hmm. um, and I think that's I think that's beautiful because you're not you're not saying it's this or it's that but you know what's interesting as well I find that um, um, if you are going through something right wow. um, and you're not quite sure what it is I think you need to say that like um, I've I've seen scenarios where people just shut down and they go really really quiet. And then there's an atmosphere you can definitely feel it in the air like you can cut it with a knife right the atmosphere um but even if you don't know what you're going through as a person and there is this ball but you're not quite sure you don't want to just talk about it because you're avoiding it because it feels icky and it feels horrible and it feels it feels like pain and you just can't take it right i think you've got to be honest and say there's something that is happening and i don't quite know what it is And I need you to be patient with me Mm
0: -hmm. while I
1: work some stuff out. And when I've worked it out, I'd love to come to the table and talk about it. Mm -hmm. But I think what you find is that a lot of people tend to just shut down and go quiet while they're processing. But if you're in a relationship, you've got to communicate.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, Because if you don't, then the other person just goes off into fanciful thoughts of things that probably aren't true. Yes. Right? So I think you've got to be open and just say, listen, even if you shout it, I don't care. Listen, I need to press some stuff. It's just, just, I've never been through this before. It feels foreign. Um, I need to work this out. And when I've worked part of it out, I'm going to sit down with you and I'm going to say this is what's going on with me. And um, if you can do that, <coughs> often enough, you become really good at addressing um, the stuff that, goes on inside that we complete we don't completely know what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um and most of the time our ego is getting challenged and we don't really like that. Yes. So so we just tend to shut down and um sulk more or less inside of ourselves. And and I guess that's okay for a time as well. Like you know, you sit there and you go, okay, this this has really knocked me for a six. And but if you're in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, you can go and and you know buy a cat or a dog and sit there and and really contemplate you know where things are at with your life and have that pet in you. But if you're in a relationship, I think communication is key. You got to be able to say, "Leave me alone. I I just need my space right now." And then from that, you go away and you work your own stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if that makes any sense, but, um, yeah, we've had challenges like that as
0: well. Yeah. I think total sense. And I think as, as the other partner too, when mm. the ball, the ball is handed to your partner being on the other side of it, the challenge mm. there is surrender mm. and trusting that they will come back to the table and communicate with you and, Yeah, and letting, yeah. like you said, letting those, those stories that ego based fear stories. Yeah just say yeah. okay thank you for being there but push aside i don't know what actually is going on just yet
1: yeah 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 exactly just just um and i think that's the, probably the bravest thing you can do is if you don't go if you're going through something that you don't know what it actually is or you haven't identified logically why you feel the way you feel i think the the default statement can be along the lines of I'm going through something. I don't quite know what it is. Can you leave me alone? Give me a week. I'll work it out. I'll come back to you. And and although that's painful to hear because you're not working through things quickly, what you know is that you've been given a. Um, you're in standby mode. You know on your on your digital devices, you've gone into standby mode, and at least you've you know that things are okay. But you just got to give the other person space. Yeah. And I think that's important to do. But that has to be communicated because if it's just shut down. That's, that's how separations happen, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because because and, and the problem is if you shut down for too long, it becomes habitual in thought. Like you, you, it becomes a habit. This is the way I handle things. When I don't know what's going on, I'll shut down. Mm-hmm. And, and you've done it once, twice, three times, four times, half a dozen times, and all of a sudden the seventh time feels normal. Yeah. But for your partner, they're going through a quiet hell. Yes. You know what I mean? Because they, they don't quite know what's going on. So, so I think just just kind of saying, leave me alone. I'm going through some stuff and I, I'm processing, mm-hmm. right? I'm processing. Lana, Lana always says, I'm processing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then from that, I'll come back to you and let you know when and how we, we should have this discussion. I want us to be without the kids, right? I want the kids to be asleep. Mm-hmm. I want us to have our own time. Television's off, screen's off. If you want to have a glass of wine, whatever you want to have a drink, mm-hmm. and just, just have a plain and open discussion yeah. Um, yeah. About it. Mm,
0: yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. Mm, mm, oh gosh. Mm. I didn't expect this conversation to come to, down this road, but it's been. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can see we've been on for an, over an hour. Oh, my I,
0: know, I know. Okay. So I'd love to know. Um, mm. it, it, and this is my last like personal question, but I'm just so curious mm. because it's something I live to your, your second daughter was born at the height of COVID. Mm. Correct. Mm. Having already practiced these uh, con- this conscious parenting, practice co- practicing conscious uh, partnership, mm-hmm. um, and and bringing life into a world of uncertainty, mm-hmm. did that jar you in any way? Did that sort of pull you off course? And and if so, what practices brought you back? Um, mm-hmm. And how is I mean, I mean, COVID wasn't just two weeks like we thought it was going to be. Mm, mm, mm. How 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 often were you faced with those those course corrections um, Mm. while while bringing a a new life into this world?
1: Mm. I think the first thing to consider is when when has it ever been a world of certainty?
0: Yes. Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah. Like, seriously, like, you know, you go back to the 50s, the 60s, you know, what, the 40s, World War Two, World War One, in the 30s. Like, like you go back even into the 1800s, 1700s, there was war. Um, you know, uh, you go into the 70s and 80s, there was problems. There was stock market crashes. There was, so I think we have to get rid of the, the, the certainty and uncertainty principles and just say the world is continually evolving. Right? COVID was just a, a speed hump for, for like in the history of the planet in the last 2 million years, you know, from dinosaurs, if you want to say that, all the way to say 2022. Um, the earth has been beaten and, and, and with all sorts of scenarios from human beings and from other areas um, that have caused us to have concern <laughs> on the decisions, especially bringing children into this world. Mm-hmm. So in our lifetime, yes, COVID has hit. Um, um, it went on for years. You know, in, in Australia, we're still getting the numbers of how many people are dying and how many people are, um, have got it and what have you, and there's been a lot of talk around um you know, was lockdown necessary, that level of lockdown necessary and different models in the world and what have you that worked and didn't work as far as governments trying to make this thing as least painful as possible for their population. Um, But bringing a child into this world, I'll be honest with you, like, was very, very difficult Um, um, because as a parent, you want your best to live in certain times but but having the understanding that there is no certain times there's never been certain times in the history of the planet so that gives you a little bit of reassurance that we're all still here Mm. and we're all still somewhat okay not all of us survive but not all of us are going to survive i mean our life is finite so if we're all going to die then how we die is irrelevant and when we die is almost irrelevant like we are going to we are going to perish one day right So so then you think to yourself, so what are we really talking about here? Is it that that we want us to live forever? We want our kids to live forever? Or are we going to just, is it about the in the moment decisions that we teach joy and gratitude and not so much so that we live a long life, but we live a quality-based life based on principles that we came from. We came from a divine source. And if we live those principles and we instill those principles, be it in COVID, out of COVID, in war, out of war, in peacetime, out of peacetime, whatever it is, if we are instilling what lights us up as a human being, then all of a sudden, everything else becomes irrelevant. I mean, yeah, sure, you want your kids to live till 100 years old. And you want them to have a long-based life, and to have a to have a beautiful life, and to uh, for yourself as well to have a beautiful existence, right? But um, you get to a level where you just say, um, "I'm okay dying whenever, as long as I am executing what I know to be my truth-based existence, and that's what I'm known for." Mm-hmm. So when I'm on these, for example, when I'm on these podcasts, like I was in, I was on five podcasts in the last three days, right? Yeah. And when I'm on these podcasts. Mm-hmm. I feel that I'm living my truth and my purpose and my higher higher awareness. Like I feel like I'm there, I'm living that. And one day when I go, and that could be tomorrow or that could be in 50 years, I don't know, right? I know that when they think about Barry or they think about Barry's family or whatever, this is the way Barry lived and this is what he stood for. And isn't that the point of living a truth-based purpose and a truth-based existence. That it doesn't matter how long you have on the planet, what matters is that what you stand for and what you believe in, and that ends up being your legacy. Mm -hmm. That ends up being super cool. So yeah, getting back to your question, uh, Harmony was born um, in July in 2020, which was the height of COVID. We, I wasn't allowed to visit, I think I was allowed, but no one else was allowed to visit the hospital. Um, because there was just these restrictions on numbers. Um, seeing everyone in masks was really scary, brought you back to the Spanish flu pictures that we almost all Googled and we almost all looked at. Yeah. Um, and, it yeah, it's, it was scary. Um, but there was this also, uh, there was this assurity in me that we're going to get past this. Mm-hmm. And um, guess what? The earth has actually had a moment to breathe. Yes. Like, I don't know if you're aware of Venice in Italy, you know, the canals where the um, the gondolas go down, they were saying that you could actually see to the bottom of the water. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, like
1: yeah. it was never like that. It's, I don't know there, if you've been there. There it's are dolphins,
0: dolphins in it too, right? There is yeah. just like flourishing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, that's, you know, when we have those big sighs and we're and we taking this breath of air and we feel good after we have a big sigh or a big stretch and we kind of, that's what the earth did when COVID happened and it needed a couple of years to breathe because of our endless pursuit for productivity and efficiency (laughs) human beings in our infinite wisdom and and there is this moment where the earth got to breathe and um i don't know but wasn't that part of is is that could that be part of a plan to 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 try and get us to understand that um you've got to slow down guys you've got to slow down and take in the moment How do you do that? How do you show someone that they need to slow down? Interestingly enough, reflection and perspective happens when you're lying in a hospital bed. Yes. We need it to knock us out. We need to go, holy shit, Like, what's? let's take inventory here of what I've been doing with my life. And even when you go to a funeral, don't you walk away from your funeral with more truth-based decisions that you're now going to make? Mm -hmm. like more aligned decisions with who you are so it's almost like god is using illness and death as a reflection mechanism Mm -hmm. to be able for us to stop look around breathe define what's important go in that direction Mm -hmm. that's that's the point and unless there is a people like human beings don't learn any other way so we need to, and we do learn in other ways, don't get me wrong, but the big epiphanies happen when we realise that that we haven't got forever. Yes. And that the loved ones we have, they don't have forever either. Mm-hmm. So then you realise that and you go, so what's then the true meaning here? And the meaning is to live a truth-based existence based on who you are mm-hmm. and and ask others to perhaps consider doing the same. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but COVID was definitely a difficult moment, but um, tell you what, it wasn't all downside. It wasn't all horrible.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, I I had a very similar experience. He was our first. Mm. We found out we were pregnant the day they shut all the schools down. In the US. Wow. So literally his entire existence has been through all of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I went to my ultrasound by myself. All those like I didn't have a baby shower, right? All those milestones that you dream about. Um, and and but we had a home birth. I got to, you know, crawl into bed right after and hold my baby. And he's been in my arms at night ever since. And even though he didn't get to meet his family, right? And that was a choice that we made ourselves to cocoon Mm -hmm. him. Mm. I got to have that time with him for four months.
1: Beautiful.
0: It was just him and I, and and of course my husband. Um, mm. And I think that's something that not everybody gets um, mm. and something that I'm profoundly grateful for. So I yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing your experience because I think uh, parents, especially parents of those who were born during COVID um, have this, this bond that really others can try to understand, but there's there's mm. just something there that, yeah, you, know, you can't quite pinpoint. Um, no, so so thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that. Um, yeah. For those listeners who are oh. like, man, I really believe everything Barry's saying, um, <laughs> but I don't know about this. What last words of wisdom do you mm-hmm. have for those individuals who maybe have grown up to believe that the world is toxic Mm-hmm. and are finding that pattern repeated back to them. But mm-hmm. there's a fear of, well, if I let my guard down, then what will happen? What, what piece of advice do you have to the, for them in order to help them make that shift to the friendly world?
1: Okay, so, so if you're experiencing a certain reality that you, let's just say you don't want, right? Um, um, the best thing I would say is to step outside of yourself and ask yourself a question like ask it as a third person and just say how's that working out for you like just ask it like it's not a it's not a it's not a question to be smart or anything like that it's more of a um it's more of a mechanism to look within and if you're not experiencing something that you want to experience or if you've pooh-poohed the experience of of life just sucks and it's just all random and it doesn't really matter, nothing I do matters. Just just ask yourself if that's giving you a, a sense of joy and a sense of inspiration, a sense of love. And if it is, then hats off to you. But if it's not, then would you be open to a different way of thinking? Would you just ask, would you be open to that? And it's not forcing. It's not. It's just saying, would you be open to that? And and um, for the people that are on this path, that uh, listen to the whisper and that take the next understanding of who they are as people, just identify the next right move. Like like that's what I'd love you to do. Is just to look at if. Just take scenarios, you know, like people that are overcoming illness. What would the next right move look like? Would it be more sleep, more exercise, nutrition? For people that want to start a business and monetize what they're all about, what would the next right move look like? Would it be to call your accountant, start a social media blog? Would it be to talk to a trusted friend? You know, if you want to get your marriage back together, what would the next right move look like? Would it be to talk to a coaching a couple that you know coaches marriages? Would it be to talk to a therapist? Would it be to to, you know, maybe even, you know, consider that this could be the end for your for your relationship. Like, like, consider, like, what would the next right move look like? And I think that's, as human beings, I think that's what we can do. We can take bite-sized pieces to try and, you know, look at how do we get to this huge end goal that we'd like to achieve. Like, what would the next right move look like today from that standpoint or from this standpoint? Um, but for the skeptics out there, um, I honor your journey, like I honor that you're at a point where you believe that the truth is what you believe. And you know what's really interesting is that um, if you look at climbing a mountain, right, and my new book's called Move the Mountain, and I've drawn the analogy of um, the peak is true love and true purpose and the one true God at the peak of this mountain, right? Some of us circled the base of the mountain for years some of us climb different ways some of us have a direct route like the spiritual masters of the last two and a half thousand years that you can name on one hand those guys have a direct route straight up to the peak Um, and some of us as i said circle the mountain for years and you know what you don't have to get all this stuff straight away you know it'll happen it'll happen slowly it'll happen as you. Progress through your life, you'll hear a bit of inspiration from here, and you'll hear this person say something. You'll be on this podcast, and that'll align with the last two things you've heard. And all of a sudden, you'll say, "Oh, that makes that's is the fourth time I've heard that." Now, I'm going to just see what this means for me. I'm going to just take that next right step, that next right move. I wonder what that would look like, and be open to that conversation. But if you're the kind of person that that boohoo's all that then you're circling the bottom of the mountain, but the cool stuff is you're still on the mountain. Yeah. You know, you're still actually on what everyone's on. Mm-hmm. And and it's 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 okay. You know, it's cool. Because I was circling the bottom of the mountain for years as well. Mm-hmm. Like I was. I was there. I was there. I was 10 years circling, going, I oh, don't think I'm ready for that. No, nah, no, nah, I'm right in what I believe. And I don't care what anyone says. And and, and I was very guarded and, and ego focused like that. And I felt right, like no one could tell me that I was wrong. Mm. And then all, all of a sudden, you know, a YouTube clip, all of a sudden a friend would say something, all of a sudden I had this feeling inside of me that wasn't being fulfilled, and all of a sudden I just felt like I was justifying my own misery. Mm. I was justifying being upset. Mm-hmm. And I felt good because I felt right. And uh, like I said previously, let me know how that goes for you. Yeah. Let yeah. me know how that feels for you. And if it feels yeah. good, which I doubt, but if it does, then keep going. Yeah. And if it doesn't feel good, you just might want to consider a course correction. Yeah. You might just want to think about what that looks like. Would it be to watch a movie? Would it be to talk to someone, read a book, listen to a podcast, whatever that would mean to open up your heart just that little bit further to consider another possibility. And if you can do that, I'm not saying that you're going to be enlightened, but what I am saying is that you start to appreciate God's mind, his nature. You start to realise his nature, which is love-based. It is not hate-based or ego-based. It is love-based. And the way that I know that to be true is that we're all still here despite the atrocities that have happened on the earth in the last 5,000 years. We are all still here. He hasn't clicked his fingers and goes, Earth 2.0. These guys just don't get it. (laughs) He hasn't done that. He's like, I'm patient. I'm patient with my children. Just like we're patient with two-year-olds and three-year-olds and four-year-olds and five-year-olds. And just like your parents were patient with you when you didn't know how to walk and you didn't know what you were doing and you didn't know how to get up and say the right things or not be rude to people. You didn't know that at some point. So your parents were patient with you They didn't say, well, let's chuck this kid in the bin. They said, this is how they learn. This is how they grow. And that's what God is saying. This is how they learn. This is how they grow. And and if you're at that level where you can at least appreciate that, then all of a sudden all doors end up opening. You look at possibilities from everywhere. And that's what's super cool. So that's just my two cents on it anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I um I when I'm stuck or when I'm feeling stuck, I have yeah. this beautiful prayer. I need to recognize it first, right? Because uh, get it yeah. like realize yeah. you're and then yeah. I have this beautiful prayer that I I ask for a new perspective. And yeah. ten out of ten times, every single time, two minutes later, I have a new perspective.
1: I'm gonna try that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and it's beautiful. It. It's just me. I you know I say dear God or dear universe, whatever feels aligned for you. Mm. I recognize that this feeling that I'm, I'm feeling is not either not mine or it's not serving me is what I mm. find. Mm. I'm asking mm. for, I'm releasing it onto you and asking for a new perspective. Amen. Love Thank it. you. Love you, whatever it is. And then it. honestly, right. I get, I, I just got chills saying that again, there's a profound sense of peace that, that overcomes me. I forget about there and there's almost like amnesia. And then, mm. Either it's whispered to me or there's, like you said, through, through a YouTube clip or somebody says it mm. and I'm like, okay, there it is. I now understand. And that new perspective is off, more often than not, I've never experienced it otherwise aligned with your own truth. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it just resonates with your whole body. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Like this podcast has as well. It's just, it's been incredible.
0: Oh, thank Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you so much. You gave me, I'm just, my heart just burst. Oh, okay, Barry. Beautiful. This has been wonderful. I cannot thank you enough. If people want to be in your energy even more to elevate yeah. their life, where can they find you?
1: Just just go to my website. If you go to my website, just Um, The surname is N-I-C-O-L-A-O-U.com. Barry is B-A-R-R-Y. Um, or you can find me on Instagram just put Barry Nicolau into Instagram I'm usually there or lately a lot of my work has come from LinkedIn so just type my name into LinkedIn and you'll see the corporates that I assist um, but yeah just if you just google my name you'll you'll I'm sure you'll find a way to make contact and um yeah just just let us know how we can assist so it's it's pretty cool
0: mm, awesome thank you Barry mm-hmm. thank you for being here and for being you. Exactly.
1: Thank you very much for having me and we'll, um, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon.